Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, flow, freedom, agorism, anarchy, and more. Our mission is to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. I'm your host, Mike the Polymath Whistler, coming from the Easy Peasy Shop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 63 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. Now, we've got a really cool interview for you here today. Uh, Cole D, as he is known on TikTok, I am Cole D on Instagram. That would be with a with a three instead of an E in Cole. Um, but... You know, Cole is a is a cool dude doing some interesting stuff. He he essentially goes out and performs man on the street interviews, and he asks some controversial questions. Although you know the questions themselves aren't so controversial, it seems it's more it's more the responses he gets that that shows how controversial these questions are. And he, he's got kind of a cool philosophy about, you know, he doesn't really present his opinion. He just, you know, shows what other people are saying and thinking and feeling about some contentious issues. And he, you know, he does a really cool job with his presentation, I would say, and, uh, you know, he thinks of himself as a bit of a journalist. And I would agree. You know, he, if anything, is doing something most journalists, you know, don't do in that he is simply presenting sort of the, the facts on the ground without contextualizing or editorializing. Um, so... I don't know. I guess I won't I won't introduce him any more than that. I think I'll let him speak for himself. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Cole D. All right, I just hit I just hit the button, so we're on, man. Sweet, we're live. Yeah. I, well, you know, I was thinking about it earlier. It's like I almost wish we could do a live. I've never done that before, but um you know, for a conversation like this, it would be kind of interesting. Uh, I guess before we go too far in, though, let's let's find out who the hell you are. I'll, I'll be honest. I I know next to nothing about you except for the content that you put out and right. put out some interesting videos. Um, I think we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But 
I don't know, like, just tell us about yourself. Yeah. So obviously I'm known for asking people they're vaccinated and I'd say, you know, that, that started in high school, that interest to go up to people and like do these interviews. Um, I mean, there's a lot to it. Right. But as far as, you know, figuring out about me, are you saying, you know, how I started, what got me interested in talking to people? Well, okay. I guess I'm curious about like, is this how you make a living? You're a content creator on TikTok primarily. Right. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. On TikTok right now. So, okay. But you're also on Instagram. That's where I found you. I'm not on TikTok personally. Um, but is that what you do for a living? Yeah, no, I'd say it's more of a hobby. Definitely okay. a hobby. Um, still, you know, it's tough to make money and monetize with social media unless you got pretty, pretty large following. However, I'm finding new avenues to make money and whatnot. But right now, I know it's more of a hobby. I don't really ever look at something like this as a profession because, you know, you never know. I think it's more just what I enjoy. I definitely like to pursue it as something like a career path in the future. But uh, right now it's like, take it day by day. I believe in, you know, like you talked about living in the present, you, you just get done. You know, you got to think about what you're going to do right now instead of in the future. And then the future kind of just reveals itself. That's kind of how I perceive it a bit. Um, but yeah, right now I just work a couple of jobs, do some online classes, learning more about marketing and, you know, how to expand my brand and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's fairly new, but uh, I definitely plan to take it to the next level, you know, find new opportunities, make money. That was going to be my next question is like, how long ago did you start doing this? Uh, seems like you've been going at it for at least what, a year, if not yeah. longer. Yeah, no, totally. So started out so I was going to school in Colorado right around Boulder and I had this like fun idea I'm like I should do I should talk to the homeless community around Boulder you know nobody talk I feel like they they get disrespected and you know not many people chat with them and so I was like you know I grabbed the buddy I just met down in Boulder and I'm like let's go chat with these homeless folks so we and kind of make a little video out of it dig, you know, dig into the lab and see what's up with them. And so buddy and I made some waffles, went out, talked to the homeless in Boulder, Colorado. And from there, you know, I say that's where it kicked off. That's when I got into creating this content as almost like a journalist per se, and almost bringing someone's life to light. So I saw, I saw on your Instagram, like uh, bio that you, you labeled yourself a journalist. So I, I wasn't sure if that was something you went to school for, or if it's just, you're kind of, you know, you're obviously doing like man on the street style yeah. um, interviews. And I, right. <laughs> you know, your videos are very like quick and well edited. Um, I should, that's something I want to ask about a little bit later, maybe um, sort of how you edit your videos. Okay. But, um I guess my point is that you seem to have a knack for it, like whether or not you went to school. And I found your videos pretty like interesting, just in that you're genuinely kind of interviewing people of all shapes and sizes and 
you know, backgrounds and right. sort of like a total cross section of America. Are you, are you in one city in particular or are you like traveling around to interview folks? Yeah. So I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I'd say that's when the vaccine interview started. Um, however, I did live in Boulder. I plan to get, you know, different states. I'm sure there's different opinions wherever you travel about. But uh, yeah, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's where I grew up and still living here. It's been cold as hell, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're finally getting some spring here in Indiana. You know where you're from, Indiana? Okay. Indiana, yeah. Gotcha. But it's interesting, though, what you were saying about the homeless thing. Um, I just did a couple of episodes I was out in Bend, Oregon, and I found myself, you know, kind of similarly just like stumbled into this like as a topic and uh, met a friend at the pub one night when I was just hanging out in Bend and he offered to go along with me. So I felt a little bit, okay, you know, a little bit more secure about it. I wouldn't necessarily want to go solo. And uh, but yeah, we went around, we talked to some homeless folks. We uh, I, I found myself in the middle middle of this uh town hall meeting, if you will, like kind of an informal public forum uh, where that was the topic of discussion because it's gotten so out of hand um, in that town. You know, right. they, they get a lot of the overflow from uh, Portland. And so, you know, the town is very like eager to do something about it. And I had never kind of witnessed uh, so much civic participation uh, ever and so I thought it was kind of just interesting to watch and, and, and try to get a read on like all sides of the issue. Um, and that sort of seems like what you're trying to do with these interviews. Like, I guess I find them interesting because you almost don't talk. Yeah. You ask the question and then you just let the people talk. Right. Uh, which is a cool strategy. And I got to say, there's this look that you have a way of giving the camera where you kind of just raise your eyebrow at somebody's like <laughs> response. It's fucking it's hilarious. You know, like I tend to line that up with certain responses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that brings me to the question of like, how much editing do you do? Um, and like, are you are, is everything chronological? I would suppose probably not. Right. Like, so you, are you talking about breaking up a video? Like moving for, for example, that look, that funny look you give the camera, do you kind of like just clip that in wherever you think it would be funny or is that kind of genuine? No, no, I just, I kind of, when I'm talking with the person, oh, it'll be a genuine, like, okay, what she's talking about right now is in need of a little expression here, you know, a little, a little uh, emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. Checking out the camera and that's yeah. So it's not like completely staged as you, if you will. I know a lot of content creators do do that. Right. And it's kind of like for the entertainment, if you will, there have been times where I'll take a really, cause obviously TikTok, you want to get big on TikTok. You definitely want to have those first three seconds of the video kind of attention grabber, grab the person in. And so that's where I say, okay, I want a pretty juicy piece of content here. We're going to put it right in front. And then that maybe will kick off the interview. And then from there, it's like we filter in all the other people interviewed that day and kind of I go for a back and forth type of um, I'm sure anyone who watches, you can see how I go from one, you know, opinion to the other. And we kind of dish it back and forth. It's kind of like almost a debate, but it's not yeah. even a debate. 
So well, the two the two people never cross paths. You're right. the one, you know, you ask one question, you get two very, very different responses. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I know you said basically, you know, it's it when you said on when we were messaging back and forth um, that you're not really interested in talking about the vaccine. I kind of figured I knew what you meant because yeah. I don't really care to talk about the vaccine either. I'm way more interested to talk about basically all the issues that surround the vaccine. You know, I've said a hundred million times already, like, I don't give a fuck what you do as long as you don't give a fuck what I do. Right. I mean, is that more or less sort of where you stand on the, on the issue? Totally. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm never pushing any side of anything. I kind of keep to myself. I know what I believe in, you know, that's all we can really, that's all we're in control of. I think it's like, I believe this, I can't force someone to believe anything. I can try to push a message and, you know, say, Hey, you know, if you're going to come to me and tell them, ask me what I'm about, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to put it on you. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's happened a lot in this world where it's like people are taking their opinions and just shoving it in your face. And so for me, I try to stay, stay, uh, bit more reserved if you will well you almost don't need to express your opinion yeah kind of like just you provide the space it's kind of it's something that's almost rare now with like journalism now now i'm sure anybody that watches your videos is going to come to the conclusion that you do have a sort of stance of sorts and i let the viewer do that you know if you want to take it right if you want to take a you know sincere interest into my content you can go click on my Instagram, and, you know, find out a little bit more. Um, as a, you know, I, I think a lot of these platforms are very controlled, and so you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to spread a message, but it's more of an indirect deal that I'm going for because if you're too direct nowadays, you're going down. You know, it turns so, people off. Yeah, you have to like let people draw their own conclusions. I agree. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the minute you're pushing something right in someone's face it's almost turn off that's what i've realized with i kind of look at how when i'm interested in to any youtuber or content creator that's what i'm drawn to it's almost i'm like that's what i want to do you know instead of kind of a, like right in your face shoving your face type of approach well it's you know it's like it's kind of I was, I was thinking earlier it's like that's what journalism is supposed to be just present the facts, you know, within the context of the situation, whatever it happens to be, wherever you happen to be, whoever you are, like, I kind of believe in, you almost have to just own your bias while you're, while you're at it too. You know, in in a sense, like if you put on airs about being a hundred percent objective and like, I have no bias here, that's almost like disingenuous. Um, but you can you can basically give people that context and say, you know, here's where I'm coming from. This is this is the information that I've gathered and do with it what you will. Like, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm telling you what I've seen and what I believe, you know, to some extent. Exactly. Um, and I so try I, not to because some so, people, will, any viewer, maybe who like I've got a lot of people that say, hey, you're purposely making this side look stupid. Right. And like almost trying to manipulate content to make something look stupid. I've gotten a lot of that. And it's like, you know, you don't people, the viewer doesn't know 
much from just watching a video. Like I said, you, you hop on the page, you look through everything, you'll realize I'm just presenting authentic opinions on, you know, certain topics, AKA the vaccine. You know, I've been doing some newer, newer ones like the legalization of cannabis, but um, it's like, I'm just presenting what these folks believe in that you're walking by every day, you know, grocery shopping next to, and it's, it's a vast, you know, people are vastly different and that's due to maybe what they consume. If that's news, if that's certain, they follow certain like social media, um, content creators that like push heavily on one side, you know, you can easily, I I've noticed if you really tap into some of these content creators that push one side before you know it, you're part of their tribe, their army. Mm-hmm. And did you really think for yourself, you know? So, right. Right. It's easy to think you're being a contrarian when you're just a part of another herd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've like, I've certainly kind of fallen into the libertarian camp more, okay. more often than not. Um, you know, I, I'm a self-proclaimed anarchist, which kind of narrows it down. There's, right. There's a handful of folks, you know, I listen to Michael Malice. I don't know if you're familiar. No. Um, you know, there's some interesting thinkers, but generally speaking, I find anarchism to be just a simple philosophy that leads to some good, like right. basic um, pragmatic sort of approaches. Uh, it's not to say I believe everybody should be an anarchist, though. You know, what exactly does anarchy entail? Like, I know a little bit. But, uh, the basic premise, as far as I have come to believe um, is that it it's all about voluntarism. Like nobody goes into any exchange in which there's any coercion period, end of story. You know, everything must be done on a voluntary consensual basis. Got it. Um, and I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of an oversimplification because it's a, it's a, it's a large thought, you know, it, it it boils down to the concept of infinitely complex systems that are basically out of our control. And the more we try to control them, the worse the system ends up as a whole. Um, You know, I think that's the best I can summarize the thought and that's after years and years of digesting it. Um, But, you know, to me, it's, it's very much akin to like, it's like libertarian, you know, it's like hardcore libertarianism, you know, a lot of folks call themselves minarchists, and I can I can respect that, uh, you know, that position. Like manarch, minarchist, like a minimum government. Oh, minarch. Okay, so he's yeah. a man. Minarchist is in minimum Minarchy. minimum government control, you know, and that's kind of again, it's like that's anarchy light. Um, right. But a lot of anarchists say that basically you just can't help but find yourself at the inevitable conclusion that basically all government is bad. Right. And I, I hate to, I hate to, you know, just put it in such plain terms, but it seems to be a pattern that keeps repeating. Um, so there I mean, you go. That's my, that's my elevator pitch. Kind of like history repeats itself and it's kind of proven what, what is to come, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's more, yeah. I mean, who's to say what's to come, you know, cause empires rise and fall, but it's not to say there couldn't be an empire that doesn't fall, you know? Right. Who's to say um, we're, we're getting a little big here. I kind of want to bring it back to what you're doing because I'm really <laughs> interested. But, know. you know, that's I always I just try to be honest with my audience as to like 
this is what I think. And this is why it influences my, my beliefs on any specific topic. Um, you know, cause it's pretty damn simple when you boil it down, but right. I guess, do you, do you, do you call yourself anything politically or ideologically, you know, philosophically? One sec. Got a, something's popping up from the screen. Uh, there we go. Um, like, do I like have a certain stance politically? Yeah. Do you have a title that you, that you've chosen that, you know, I know it's kind of almost hard to do, but, uh, right. No, I mean, I definitely, I definitely lean, you know, it's tough because I'd say both, both parties can have something you may believe in. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to take a stance and say, I lean, I'm a, a 100% Republican, right. hundred percent Democrat. I just think, you know, you can't just, there's just so much that goes into one. And now before you know it, you're like, that means you stand for everything they say. Right. Do I lean one way? Definitely. You know, I'd say at times, uh, I'd say right now I'm probably leaning more towards the conservative side of things. Um, but there's times where I'll teeter. There'll be certain things. So I'm like, I don't agree with that. You know, yeah. that's where I think it's like, we got to think independently as human beings. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that gets that's published out there that is just not true and can obviously sway you to wanting to join a certain side, if you will, you know? Yeah. I think, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people kind of call themselves like radical moderates or like radical independence, which kind right. of like the vibe that I'm catching from you again, mm-hmm. that's a position I can respect. And like me as an anarchist, I almost think we need every position you know, it's helpful when we stop kind of, you know, deciding between these polar, you know, choices, these, you know, right. one of two, because that's, it's just not very effective. But I think um, hopefully this last couple of years is kind of like shown most folk that they are highly susceptible to manipulation from the media, like right. myself included, as much as I like try to be a, you know, critical thinker independent thinker uh, i've had my emotions played with just like anybody else right you know for sure, for sure. and like you, you said you know manipulation which is a big a big word that is definitely happening right now i mean we gotta always i think it like i said thinking for yourself is so key and are we thinking for ourselves based off some news headline you know does that mean I, you know, do, do we dig deeper? That, you know what I mean? And that's where I think it's like, and that's where manipulation happens. And, you know, there's not much you can do about it when everyone is being consumed by media. It's almost like, do you want to step back from any situation and look, look and see what's going on? It's almost we have to put it in the public's hands and say, hey, you, this is something you have to do. This is not something I can just be like, you can't just tell something, somebody something's not true. You have to almost reel them in. You know what I mean? That's what I think. You reel them in and then they almost did it for themselves. They felt they discovered it on their own, whatever that could be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, manipulation's huge and I think it's a pretty evil thing. So I, I figured you for like a free speech kind of advocate. 
know, in essence. Now, I almost wanted to draw a connection between you and Project Veritas. Are you, do you follow them? I don't, no. no. Only, yeah. only in that they, they have been accused of basically um, unethical. Okay, and this is not me accusing you of that, yeah. of anything here. Uh, let me, I'll try to spit the whole uh, thought out at you, but yeah. they've been accused of like unethically editing their videos to basically push a narrative as if everybody doesn't already do that, first of all. Right, right. that, that uh, happens all the time. <laughs> and and they do um, a lot of undercover journalism. So yeah. and and so what they do, they basically do what's called the honey honey pot. You know, classic con. You get a smoke show of a woman. Oh, okay. To, to go on dates with people in like high positions in different organizations, and you have a secret video camera and secret microphone. Now. In certain states, this has been made illegal, but I believe that it's when it's gone to the Supreme Court, it's been upheld as a journalistic right to do undercover journalism, to record people without their knowledge and to publish their as long as it falls into, you know, like there's certain stipulations. It has to be in a public space where other people could readily have heard what they said, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and so they do a lot of that, the undercover stuff, but then they also will basically just, um, stake out and like jump, uh, people with, you know, and put the microphone right in their face when they're not expecting it. So, you know, they've, they've. Was this the like pedophilia guys? That they, that they well, they've covered a lot of, a lot of different topics. Um, like most recently they've got people from Twitter, like people on the tech side who are, you know, don't know they're being recorded, but are right. basically admitting to shadow banning certain content creators, right. um, what shadow banning exactly is, how they do it specifically, sort of getting these things that we all suspect and we all pretty much know they're doing, but like Project Veritas has been getting them on camera saying it and they get accused of being basically, you know, right-wing propaganda media but as far as I can tell, it's one of the like most uh, dependable journalistic sources right now for like finding out the the dirty truth. Um, nobody else will will speak truth to power. You know, you're not going to get any of this from CNN, Fox, any you know any of them. No. Uh, so it's just wild because like you should look into these guys um, as Project a Veritas. Project Veritas as like a budding. Um, journalist potentially you know that might be an organization you'd want to you'd want to like kind of take notes from and yeah they uh they're doing stuff kind of their own way and it's you know like i said clearly you're doing like man on the street interviews yeah which i like because it's like that appeals to my voluntarist side all right Sweet. nobody's nobody's saying anything to you without express knowledge that they're being recorded right You've no. got the microphone right in front. I got the camera microphone right in their face. Right. Full consent. You know, they know where it's going. And so um, I think it's all about the approach. You know, when I when I talk to these people in the street, respectfully approach them, tell, you know, you got to tell them what you're doing. You got to be very, like, I think the more straightforward you are with someone, the more they will trust you and, and believe, hey, 
this is straight up. This guy is like, we're cut, you know, cut the shit. We're getting straight into it. We were, I'm talking about something serious to the public. And we just want to grab your opinion for a video. And, and nobody does that. And that's why I think people will think this is fake or, or not fake, but this is manipulated content. Like I'm perfectly making, we, we have to realize is I'm essentially just breaking up two interviews typically sometimes it's like five or six and you're just pretty much chopping it up and then putting it right on top of each other. Yeah. And then it just kind of bounces back and forth, put a little music in the background, obviously for engagement, you know, you want, I want it to reach a lot of people. That's the end game. Mm -hmm. want to pursue something like this and monetize and cause I would enjoy doing it. And so, yeah, I think it's a combination of having a good, editing process good editing system doesn't mean it's fake manipulated lies it's quite literally just straight truth but it just expressing really like vastly different opinions which makes it engaging like you know like we talked about but looks like these guys you said were manipulating their content or well so they get accused of basically doing like manipulative editing but it's kind of the same as what you're describing where they're just cutting to the juicy bits. Right. But That's they're it. not, they're not inventing anything out of thin air. They're not even, frankly, they're not even expressing their own opinions. They're just publishing the words of these people. Right. They have not, you know, it's like they've been sued for God knows, you know, how many different like slander, libel, blah, blah, blah. They've never actually lost in court and they've wow. successfully sued multiple organizations who really? have like, done slander and libel for them. You know, they, they, it's a funny little gag that they do where uh, they've got the redact, the, the redaction wall and they've got a little jingle, you know, that every yeah. time some, some publisher has to redact uh, something they said about Project Veritas, uh, they put it on the wall and there's like 400 some redactions that, because basically they they don't let these other publishers get away with talking shit and saying things that isn't true. So when somebody says that they are, you know, a right-wing propaganda source, they will, you know, lawyer up and they don't necessarily file a lawsuit. They send a, a very strongly worded cease and assist letter and says, if you don't correct your statement and make it factually accurate, we will sue you. Um, so it's just interesting because it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. You know, anybody that says they're doing anything manipulative is like, is pretending that they're not playing the same game. If you catch my drift and right. if anything, if anything, like, the thing that has people so upset about Project Veritas is that they're actually reporting important, like high consequence stories. It's not a bunch of it's not a bunch of bullshit, and it's not a bunch of you know thinly veiled like advertisement for big pharma. You know, it's it's true journalism, if you ask me. So it's just we're I think we're living in this crazy day and age where a guy like you, I have to ask you that question because of the way you edit to be like, you know, how much are you changing the story, if at all? It sounds like you're not changing the story at all. And, you know, that's a good question. And I think it's all about the person who's asking the question. 
So when I'm talking to that, that person I'm interviewing, I'm getting to that juicy content, right? I'm going to figure out really their, their full view. I think it's like, you know, you form a friendship with someone you just meet, chat a little bit, and they're going to spill their beans, you know, if they really got, if they're strongly opinionated on something. And so that's essentially what happens. And then, like we said, chop it up. We should we compare them to somebody who believes pretty much exactly the different, you know, side of it. And then, uh, of course, you got people in the comments that are agreeing with the unvaxxed, the, you know, the vaccinated, and then it's just this back and forth. And that allows, I think, for just random people to discuss. And almost the comment sections, I think, can be productive when people are going back and forth and, you know, breaking the conclusions. And I yeah. agree. It's, it can be brutal. Um, right. like I, read, I read comment sections occasionally when I find like a really, basically a really thoughtful and engaging sort of thread, which does happen, like true logical debates are happening on comment sections on on social media left and right oh, yeah. it's kind of a wild thing to to just bear witness to um you know i tend not to i almost don't comment ever no personally yeah. um not worry they waste your time talking to right. a random person yeah. right i agree but like that's why i i i kind of like you i just enjoy putting the content out there to maybe spur the conversation a little bit and right. contribute like, you know, something without having to, um, I don't know, without having to argue with trolls. True. True. <laughs> like yeah. be, be a step above that, I guess. Uh, but you know, I guess I'm curious, like, I already asked you like how, how long ago you started, but what kind of like made you, I mean, did you just one day say like, I'm, I'm buying a microphone and I'm going to the mall and I'm going to just start talking to people. Like, how did that ball get rolling? Good question. Yeah. So it actually started in journalism class in high school. We had the opportunity to do video form instead of writing an essay about uh, what we were, our project, we could say, Hey, we could do a podcast kind of almost like this. This mm -hmm. is what I did. So my first piece of work was, with a foreign uh, exchange student from my high school. And we were just chatting about, you know, how he, the struggles he faces for just moving from China. And, you know, if that means education, whatever, you know. And so we did like almost a podcast form. I got two mics, got an interface, plugged those two in and just started chatting in like this like closet room in my high school. And so I filmed this roughly an hour long merge the audio visual. And then I really started to enjoy the process. I'm like, this is fun. I like creating this content. So I didn't only like shooting it and talking with one another, but I also like, you know, making the content was, you know, it was like almost a piece of artwork I see. Yeah. And, you know, you, you feel filled. I was like, I like that. And so then my classmates were like, dude, that was interesting. And I talked to, talk to them about all these, like, almost like, like I said, we're doing a, interviewing someone and it was a podcast form. So I started doing these little podcast videos in person. And so I was working at Target at the time, a little over a year and a half ago. And I had all these coworkers that I would talk to at work. And, you know, a lot of people are like, who cares about a Target worker? You know, you just cashier. But a lot of these people got interesting stories. So oh, yeah. I started pitching them. I'm like, 
hey man, I'm you know doing these videos and I'm talking to people about just life. That's pretty much all it was, just like who they were, like what what made them tick on whatever it was. And so I started interviewing Target coworkers and just interviewing them at parks. And then um, I worked the summer at Target and then went to Colorado. From there, I'm like, I can't interview coworkers now. Who am I going to interview? Homeless people. Yeah. Moved to the TikTok. I saw some traction with TikTok. I'm like, okay, TikTok has a, a way larger reach. I can reach a lot more people with, you know, essentially having a good video, high retention, um, you know, people are interacting, sharing, liking. So that, and so I'm like, we got to engage in uh, controversial topics. I know the homeless community in Boulder, it was the trending topic was obviously drug addiction. You know, how are these people living on the street? What, how do they like get through it? You know, Colorado is cold, windy, you know, food's expensive. What, how are they doing this? So I found that fascinating to go in and talk with them. And yeah, I'd say that's what kicked it off. And then before you know it, I was pushing content out, getting better at editing. And I think it's like I said, just a day by day process. I didn't know when I shot that interview in high school that I would essentially be doing these right now. Yeah. So I was like 18, now I'm 20. And so I was like, Hey, this is where the road took me. It's like, you don't know. I know, I know a, I know I have to do a to get to B. Right. So it's like, I don't know what B is yet. How this is how I take it. I don't know what B is yet. I just got to do a, so I do a, and then now I'm B B's like, okay, there's B and I don't know what F is going to be. But once I get to F, I got to attack F, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool, man. Like I've, I've always kind of just followed my gut on like what I wanted to do. And I joke that like, I've always been a late bloomer. Cause like yeah. it really did take me till I was about 25, 26 to be like, okay, now I really kind of know what I want and where I'm going. Um, but until then I just kind of like took every opportunity that felt right. And it almost right. sounds like that's kind of what you're doing. Um, I'd say like, you're clearly on the right track, man. Like you're, I, I mean, you're gaining, I, it seems like you're gaining momentum. I, mm. I, I imagine that's gotta be kind of exciting, right? Like, yeah, it, you know, it, it is exciting, but it's like, I don't want to let even, you know, the momentum can make you like, oh, wow. You know, it's like, feels unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And now, but it doesn't really change the mindset. I think the mindset is still the same mission. We're not doing this for momentum. We're doing it, you know, for a bigger picture. I think anything I do for momentum will lead into a dead end. I think when I, you know, that's how I try to approach it because I know, I've had buddies who want to do a podcast for say, and they do it for like one. I think everybody's trying to do a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know know a lot of people and they think what they're talking about is going to get a lot of momentum. Like, dude, this is interesting stuff. Like we're going to, we're going to blow up. And then they do it. They don't see the traction. They don't see the momentum and then boom, they throw it away. All right, whatever I tried, but it's like, if that's not the goal, you're going to succeed, you know? But the goal's momentum, I find that that will never work. Um, yeah, I think it's about build, building a catalog, too, of content. You build a catalog of content, you, you know, somebody's going to hop on your page and be like, wow. Just like a realtor, you know, they show them all the homes they've sold. You know, like this person knows what they're doing or whatever. You kind of have more credibility 
Right. And then I, I found that that credibility leads to success. Right. So. No, I, I completely agree. Like, I think the average number of episodes for a podcast is like seven. You know, there's really? like, there's like a couple million registered podcasts at this. Wow. There's a huge number of podcasts, but the average number of episodes per podcast is seven, which means, which means that most podcasts truthfully have like one or two episodes and then they yeah. gave up. Um, and I've totally taken the same approach you're talking about of like, I believe I need that catalog. Like, frankly, I'm not, I'm not celebrating Jack shit till I get to a hundred episodes, you know, totally. you're on episode 61. So we're getting there, but I'm going to throw a little party and like, you know, because nice. um, you, know, you were talking about how you started by interviewing people at Crow or at a Target. You know, I, I got connected with a guy through, through somebody I met who's a local poet here. And he said, you got to talk to my friend, Tom, you know, Tom's kind of a, a philosopher of sorts. Right. Right. And, um, and Tom works at Kroger as a cashier, you know, like, Boom. doesn't doesn't get any less glamorous than that but like <laughs> in that job he gets to see you know people you know all day different kinds of people in different states of being and like he just philosophizes the day away scanning groceries and uh he's got a lot to offer as far as like insight you know and like you were saying it's kind of like you never know I think people are just fascinating. Like everybody's got a story, yeah. which kind of makes me think one, one, one thought I had watching your videos, which I think is part of why they're so disarming is that you have like a way of showing actual respect. Like I assume your parents maybe raised you to show respect because, mm. you know, yeah. no matter what comes out of that other person's mouth, like you're ultimately very, kind it seems i don't know like yeah, yada totally I mean, to fight with them you know no even though like people can literally believe in the exact opposite of me but at the end of the day what what am i accomplishing by um getting mad at them it's like that's who you are can't change you all i know is what i believe in but yeah so keeping your keeping your cool no matter what someone says is very important i think if anyone wants to do something like talking randoms on the street and especially about controversial things you know i've got a lot of people that are like man how did you keep your cool on this one video or but it's like dude you know <laughs> even if i don't keep my cool what am i accomplishing nothing right. so well, what am i you know what do I, yeah what what am i gonna do like tell them they're stupid and like yeah no it's like yeah that that, that wouldn't be good content first of all <laughs> No, well, I know there's content creators out there that like to, you know, they like to debate someone and start like battling them, which is also pretty interesting, I guess. But I guess that's just not my approach. So sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So you've started branching out into different topics. Do you have like kind of a, I don't know, do you have a list of sort of things you're interested in asking the folks getting away from like vaccines and into other stuff? Yeah. Well, I think an important thing to do if you're a content creator is probably engage with your audience, the people you have already. So, you know, maybe I'm doing like a trial of new questions, right? And then maybe engage with the community and say, hey, what do you guys think about these questions? What's trending that you want to figure out what people think of, you know, they're thinking about like trending topics. Um, 
but I think it's almost like you have, once you have a community and you want to sustain a community, you can't just like do what you want. It feels almost, you got to make sure, all right, I built this community of people that are going to follow. Are they, you know, is this what they want to see too? Like I obviously want to see something, want to ask people about something, but then you have other people that are engaging with it, want to figure out, want to talk about other things as well. So I think it's very important to engage with any community and see, uh, see what they're interested in. So, yeah. Well, I saw your, I, I think it was just today, right? You posted yeah. a story, uh, with some question and kind of like got some audience engagement, yeah. like right there. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> so are you just dabbling with Instagram now? Is this kind of like new? You're, Cause I just noticed like comparing your following, you know, your numbers basically on TikTok versus Instagram, there's a pretty huge discrepancy. Um, so I figured, but it seems like you've been posting videos for a while. So is that yeah. just on, is that not the priority? Like TikTok is where you get the most, sort of bang for the buck or what? Yeah, I mean, um, TikTok is definitely easier to okay. grow. However, I think Instagram, you have more uh, loyal followers too. Because think about Instagram, you can DM with anyone pretty much. I mean, TikTok's different. You can't just have conversations with followers. I don't really have any conversations. All my conversation happens in Instagram DM. Yeah. Um, that's how I can extend further and talk about my beliefs with the follower. Like if somebody really wants to know what I believe and they DM me, we'll, we'll chat and then I'll, I'll let them know. Um, but yeah, that's where I like Instagram a lot. It's fairly new. I think it's harder to grow, but if you can keep growing, finding other um, influences in that community, tapping in with them, that's where I see Instagram, you know, just another outlet to, put your content on right mm-hmm. and then there's youtube but yeah right now i think i'm gonna do keep going the you know going for posting instagram and tiktok content and i had this idea that i hadn't done yet but i was going to film the behind the scenes like another cameraman to show and put that on youtube so like just behind the scenes like what happens yeah. after the interview sort of longer videos right maybe i honestly i was thinking yeah probably like five minutes four or five yeah. minutes yeah. Keep it short, quick, but like a behind the scene, because for all the, like you said, people think it's fake, right? Well, I can, or not fake, but like skewed and not as truthful. You know, that's where I think I'm going to eventually have to create these behind the scenes videos to show what's going on. Because if I, if it starts getting bigger, there's going to be a lot of definitely harsher, more opinionated views of what I'm doing unethical you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think it's like, yeah, well, no, I think that's smart. It does. It's a way to like build your credibility uh, and just have more, more transparency. And I could almost see it being like, I don't know, you'd, you'd catch some funny moments. I'm sure when it's not like such a rigid format and you can kind of like show whatever the fuck, you know, happens behind the scenes, uh, right. you know, it, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. I think it'd be cool too. Cause you know, it's kind of like if you're just posting the same thing on every platform, you know, mm-hmm. it gets a little redundant eventually, but yeah. you kind of have your, your style of video that's on YouTube, your style on, on uh TikTok, And then Instagram's almost the place where you can put both of them. Right. And like, sure. Sure. Right. 
Well, that's, I think that's smart, man. Um, so have you always had a crew, like just you and one other guy or what's, what's that look like? No, this is, I've been by myself pretty much for the whole time. Um, never had one consistent guy. I'm more or less just like ask anyone who's available that I was friends with in high school. You know, I'd say right now, I don't talk to many high school friends, even though I like, I live right around them. I've, I've got newer friends that I've met over the years. And so I'll talk just a couple of my buddies. I'll just be like, Hey, you got some free time. And they love doing it. They have a great time. Sure. And so it's fun to see and talk, talk to all these random people in Minnesota. So I was going to say it beats yeah. television, man. Like get up yeah. off the couch, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of my impetus for like, you know, I've been such a consumer like of podcasts and, yeah. and YouTube and like, whatever. I'm always, I've always been thirsty for like knowledge, thirsty for, um, for other people's kind of points of view. And, and finally it just got to the point where it's like, well, I'm almost not that I'm bored, but like, if I don't start creating something, I'm going to feel like, what's the point of all this anyhow, you know, what's the point of all the effort of consumption of, of bringing the information in, if I don't try to like join the conversation, um yeah i mean so do you have like i guess i'm curious if will you just approach anybody or do you kind of like try to get a read on people or how's that yeah, that's a great question too dang um 100 i think it depends where i where i am but like you can tell you can get i just go off my judgment that person looks like they could have some strong opinions uh and then from there, I'm like, we'll go up to them. But I say, sometimes I just roll the die. Like, I'm like, next person that I, I see when I turn the corner, I'm going up to, you know, like, whatever. It's yeah, just yeah. like, because you, you don't know. It's so hard. Like, you can't judge a book by its cover, even though some people may be dressed wearing something interesting. And then you're like, hmm, I wonder what they want to say, you know. But there's been some people that are wearing plain white tee and jeans, and they've got everything to say. It's just like, so I found that you can almost target a certain group of people however you may as well just go up to anyone at this sure. point it's just like you never know so i think that's that's something that i've found like i've started carrying i've got a similar kind of recorder uh that i see you use yeah, in I videos um yeah i need i need to get a little wind uh you know sock yeah. whatever you call that it's yeah i don't this is pretty cheap i got like five of these for five bucks it's a really small one um yeah. But yeah, I actually lost this one uh, and I was just doing it with a straight um without one without the cover. So yeah. I've I've done some some outdoor interviews where the wind was a problem. So I I saw you using that. I'm like, some bitch, that's pretty smart. Yeah, you need to get um, <laughs> but I've you know, I've carried that thing with me like when I'm just out and about, like I ride a motorcycle, so I'll I'll go downtown to kind of where all the motorcycle folks hang out and like right. You know, I've interviewed some of them. I've interviewed some homeless. I've interviewed, you know, some just real eclectic folks. Like one guy was doing tarot card readings and, you know, reading palms and everything. So I talked to him. He called himself Zeus. I'm like, <laughs> of course, I'm going to interview a guy named yeah. Zeus, you know? Um, there you go, content. <laughs> but I've always just like had the gut. Like if, if I'm attracted for some reason, if I want to talk to that person, just from a gut instinctual kind of level, it always seems to work out. Um, 
you know, I've got some of my best interviews just from folks that I've never seen or talked to ever before. Um, at the same time, I, I like interviewing my friends. So I guess I would ask you, I mean, are you interested in like doing more long form type conversations? Cause everything you're doing right now is pretty snappy. Right. Right. Yeah. Actually, um, I think I got a couple in person, like longer interviews that I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks here. And, you know, try to transition to longer content, more like meaningful content about different topics. Maybe in like, you know, I wouldn't say podcast style, more just breaking down to one topic and then interviewing somebody about that one specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with interviewing or posting content that's bouncy with all different conversation, you're not going to, you may not you know, have a viewer hooked as long. And I think that's like, that's the goal right now for any content creator. You want to have that viewer hooked for pretty much the whole duration of your video. Right. But I found that, yeah, I may do some more in-person interviews, maybe talk about one specific topic for 10, 20 minutes. Make that. That that brings me back. So what kind of topics are we thinking about for the future? If you, if you could throw. Yeah. Well, um, I think I think it depends on the person I'd be talking to. If we're talking about a YouTube video, a longer, a longer video where I got two mics and we're, you know, making it a video almost like this, it would be what that person believes. What what's that person's like number one um, thing that makes them tick? What makes them you know? And just dive into that and shout them about that because that's what they're going to believe in. That's what they're passionate about. That's where you're going to find some meaningful uh, content footage instead of just talking about whatever the hell I think it's like breaking. So that, that really depends on the person. Um, I know there's a guy I, I met right outside like a cub foods. I don't know if you know what that cub foods uh, it's grocery store. Must and, be a Minnesota thing. Yeah. yeah it's probably a Minnesota thing. Um, and you know, he had an interesting story. He was like a rapper and then became addicted to drugs and went downhill. So I think he, but then came out of it. So that would be like, you know, recover, recovering from, I think it was the opioids, but uh, recovering from something as addictive as that. Right. But yeah, yeah, it really depends. I think this could, this could go anywhere, but right now we're on the vaccine. I've been talking about, you know, people think weed should be legalized. That's a big one got a lot of friends love weed you know and then i got a few people that just can't stand you see, I'm, you see i'm enjoying some of it as we speak yeah yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're perfect <laughs> nice but uh yeah i think i think it it varies on the person so well there's like plenty of interesting topics you know i get again i don't know if you like listen to jordan peterson at all or any of these kind of people um, you're pretty young, so you got a long time to like, whatever I, you know, I feel like I got a decade on you damn near. Uh, but he, he, I heard somebody talking about how he kind of broke the seal of conversation back in like 2017, 2018. You know, he's just a real controversial. I'm going to look him up. It was a photo. I know it rings the bells. Yeah. I, I used to consume a lot of content. No, I haven't. I've heard, I've definitely heard of his name. Jordan Peterson, <clears throat> you know, it's like a lot. Oh of, yes, yes, 
you've probably heard his voice. You've probably, oh, yeah. heard, you know, seen videos, but I, don't you know, know, he, to. I liked that. I like that description of like breaking the seal of conversation because I just, I do genuinely think we've entered this like era of just open dialogue. Like not everybody wants to participate, but like a lot of folks do. And there's a lot of like goodwill in, in the dialogue. Like even when people disagree, I'm just noticing where like before a disagreement could be the end of the conversation, but it's almost like people have softened up a little bit because it's been such a contentious time. And like I said, I almost think people are starting to wake up to the fact that they have been manipulated. Um, now, do you get that gist or do you get that like feeling from people when you talk to them? Cause obviously some of the folks you talk to are kind of fired up about what they're saying, but I almost get more of the vibe that like people are almost comfortable talking about it now, whereas a year or two ago, not so much, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of spaced the question. So the question was more or less. I'm stoned, bro. I don't even know the question. I just, threw, <laughs> I, uh, I just threw a thought at you. No, actually, but I, I do have a response to that thought though. Um, like you said, people are more opinionated on the topic right now because they're, like you said, someone could be waking up to something and they, they, they wake up to a thought of like, Oh wait, is this really happening? And then, you know, now their thoughts are completely skewed and they're like, wait, I believe this now I believe that. And I want to tell everyone that, you know? And so it's like, I almost like have this big discovery and I need everyone to know. And I find that I find that from both parties. Some people are shocked that, you know, come on guys, just, we, we got to all get vaccinated. And, you know, that's what they're saying. We got to, this is common sense. And some people are like, what, you know? And then you find that it's like, what, what have you consumed to form this hypothesis or form this conclusion? And then that's what, that's what I find. It's interesting. Sometimes after the interview, I'll be like, so, you know, like where, uh, where do you get your news from? Blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll start talking. I'll be like, Oh yeah. What do you watch? But I've tried posting content on like, where do you watch your news? That stuff gets deleted instantly. Really? Really? Yeah. Like you cannot, like some people will be like, don't watch CNN, watch Fox or be like, you know, Fox is bullshit. And then I I post that, boom, that stuff is getting fired out down instantly. Wow. Wow. You can probably because none of them want bad publicity, so they all yeah, and they control, they all... and that's just more proof that those news sources literally control a lot of what we see. The, the fact they have so much power to take that down so quick, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it fascinating. So, have you dealt with censorship quite a bit then? Like, do yeah. you have you got to toe the line pretty carefully. I notice you selectively bleep the word vaccine, right? Like, um depends on the context yeah 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 um and actually no that's why i I do have to break up these interviews i can't have one full statement right Mm. somebody has one full statement that sounds quite like like spreading false information that video gets shot down but however if i throw in a clip you know you throw in a clip of what some the opposite opinion thought and then, and then throws response after then it's like, okay, the censorship's not going to absolutely take it down. Um, and that's why I think it's important that you do have to go do the back and forths to make sure. 
it's not just getting shot down instantly. Yeah. Do you have any suspicion that you might be like shadow banned on, you know, I just, yeah. again, it astonishes me. You don't have more followers on Instagram. I um, think, I do think I got a shadow ban on Instagram. Uh, a lot of people said that. I think I do. Cause so for the reels, I think for, for the reels, when you post a reel, it gets shot out to whoever, right? Not just your followers. And so for reels, I do believe there is some, some sort of shadow ban on that where they're not going to send it out as to many, like the reach won't be the same for someone who's doing dancing content. You know, like if they're like doing dances, they're going to find way more people that are interested in dances. But for me, if I post this type of content, they're not going to give me as much viewership on people that are interested into my stuff. Right. Right. Definitely shorted. Yeah. Well, cause I found you cause someone else I follow like was reposting your stuff. Okay. Um, I think it was, I love you, daddy government or something. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, remember they, they were posting. I they saw were, this person who was posting my stuff. I didn't realize it was like, yeah, they were posting your stuff. I've been following them for a while and like, cause they post some funny stuff and yeah. I'm like, damn, this, this dude's like got something going here. And again, like, it's like, he's got some production value into it. Clearly like TikToks his game, but like, and I almost, you know, I, I always hesitate. I, I'm afraid of scams on Instagram because there's a lot of fake, a lot of fake accounts. So, you know, that was, I was a little shocked at how easy it was to get a hold of you and like line this up. But, you know, I appreciate you doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love chatting. I think, so, um, you know, I think what you're doing is like, it makes a lot of sense to me just from a very like basic journalistic point of view, like getting the basic average everyday Americans take is like, you know, you don't see, you don't see a whole lot of it. Uh, most people are interviewing the uh, so-called experts or what have you. Like, I, again, you, I think you are doing what you said. You're, you're kind of spurring on what could be a, a more in-depth debate down in the comments and like, or, or just via people sharing your content with each other. Right. Yeah. I think it's worthwhile. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just a little bit inspired, man. Cause like, Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I, you know, clearly I'm like trying to do something kind of similar in my own style. It, yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So I guess I don't really have a whole lot else I, I can think, to ask <laughs> you, but if you have any thoughts you want to share, like if you want to plug anything, whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, you post this on like Instagram and Spotify or, well, I told you, I, you know, I really don't use the video very much, but I should probably, I should probably start doing that. So I may kind of like take some snippets out of this and uh-huh. share, share some video through, through YouTube and Instagram. Um, I'll but, make sure, you know, I'll repost, uh, repost some content. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no doubt. I'll, I'll tag you and all that, but it's yeah. available on Spotify. It's on iTunes. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to find on pretty much all, all the pod catchers. Uh, but yeah, man, like, Likewise, I'll keep I'll keep pushing your stuff. Maybe we get you back on the show like down the road. I'll be real interested to follow just because I think, you know, the questions you could ask, who even knows? Like it just. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing new can come about. There's an asteroid coming down about a. <laughs> well, I almost think, man, like you're just putting like a microscope on on. On the conversation that, of, of the day, whatever that happens right. to be. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, 
the people you interview, they, they represent a whole lot of other folks in their, in their takes. And you have a way, like I said, of kind of disarming people. So I say, keep at it, like rock and roll, you know, I get it. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's Cold D on Instagram and uh, on TikTok. Yeah, Cold D. And then Instagram, I'm sure we can do like some sort of tag each other. But yeah, it's I am Cold D with the three uh, at the E. So, but yeah, whatever works, you know, I'd say it's easy to find me on TikTok, Cold D. Right on, right on. I should maybe sign up for TikTok, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I haven't done it because like, Chinese mind control, you know what I mean? But you got to use the, you know, the tools, uh, you know, tools of the trade, you know, you can't exactly can't get left behind. So <laughs> TikTok is addicting for anybody yeah. out there, you know, don't even scroll. It's not worth it. Yeah. Just follow who you want to follow and like, yeah. And then just go on your following. Like uh, that's what it gets you in your for you page. People start reading your mind and you're stuck on there for hours swiping. Yeah. So like I yeah, said, I appreciate this. Chinese mind control. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it, you know, we're kind of like using their own tools against them in some regards. Like if hey. you're going to stand up to the powerful, you got to like, you got to play their game to some extent, I guess, but yes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll, man. Well, really good meeting you. And uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Sweet dude. Appreciate it, Michael. All right. Peace. This has been Mike the Polymath with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Come back again.